Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Just Like You Show. I am your host, Alexis Christine, and I am a spiritual mindset coach and Reiki master, helping women break through their limiting beliefs, rewire their brain, and manifest the life of their dreams. Just Like You is a podcast for all of the divine souls looking for guidance on their healing and ascension journey. We explore the depths of the universe, hold space for vulnerable conversations about spirituality and self-development, delve into the esoteric things like how to manifest, star seeds, the astral realm, and shed light on taboo topics such as plant medicine and so, so much more. I am honored that you are here to take this journey with me. I want everyone listening to be able to leave each episode feeling inspired and having learned something tangible to take away into their day-to-day life. If you feel called to work with me or explore this work deeper, please reach out at imalexischristine.com or you can DM me on Instagram at iam.alexischristine. Hello, hello everyone and welcome to the Just Like You show. I am your host, Alexis Christine. And today I have someone on the show that is so near and dear to my heart. I have my little baby sister coming on to talk to you guys. And I really think that it's going to be such a helpful episode for a lot of you because she has come from literally like rock bottom ground zero and worked her way up and is now a marketing manager social media manager singer songwriter like just woman of many many talents and we're going to talk a little bit about her journey and how she got there and basically her mental health all through it and the ways in which she was able to just work through everything that was happening and come out the other side and just be this like amazing entrepreneurial boss woman who is now having to turn away clients so insane all at the young right page of 22 so yeah i hope you guys enjoy the episode here we go guys that was my sister's little addition to my intro music welcome caroline how are you good how are you (laughs) (laughs) hopefully that didn't kill their ears but it's fine we'll survive it's okay it's my musical talent shining yes shining Shining through through. (laughs) i'm so excited you guys today i'm actually in the car with my sister i am back in toronto and we're able to record this live so it's really exciting so exciting so exciting! <laughs> We're literally sitting in the car because my dad is playing music and cooking and there's literally nowhere else in the house to go <laughs> where it's quiet. But it's okay. We're, We're James work. Corden. We're James Corden. Oh my God, yeah. Carpool Out karaoke. here in the streets. But car- Carpool Podcast. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, did we just come up with a new concept? <laughs> Podcast Carpool. carpool. <laughs> yeah. Into it. Okay. I want everyone to know your sun, moon, and rising. I don't know what it is. What is it? You don't know what they are? No. You've never looked this up? No. Well, you know your sun sign. What is it? What's your horoscope? Libra? Yeah. Libra. That's a sun sign? Yeah. Okay. Okay, guys, we have some work to do to teach her the astrology, but I'll work on that You should do a podcast on astrology. I have. (laughs) You guys, she hasn't even listened to any of the episodes I've released yet. No, I have. I've listened to the first, um, and I'm so excited to listen to the next ones. I just need to be intentional with it. I need to listen so I can really grasp. The first one was insane. It was amazing. Yeah, I loved it. She won't listen to it unless she has nothing to do. And because she's always working, she never has nothing to I do. I just need to be focused. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Focused. focused. Do you want to introduce yourself and tell everyone kind of who you are, what you do? Yeah. A little background. Sure. Well, I'm Alexis's favorite sister, <laughs> <laughs> as she probably didn't mention. No. But knows in her heart. Um, I am a social media manager and marketing manager. I have my own business. I am a singer-songwriter. 
And that's what I do. It's not who I am, but that's what I do. I think, Alexis, who am I? Who am I to you? I feel like you're just a rambunctious child. <laughs> like, that's my view on you. Just, like, always doing something so random and so quirky and weird. Like that, <laughs> that you did in the beginning. That just, like, defines yeah. you as a human, yeah. I feel. I think just so. Just, like, a free spirit ball of energy. You always have been, though. Like, even as a kid, you were, like, running around the house doing shit all the time. <laughs> I mean, we all kind of were. But yeah. I was, like, old enough to witness it. I'm six years older than her, guys, so... When we were growing up, I was, like, a kid while she was, like, a baby, you know? Yeah. So I got to witness her growing up. That's true. When you were, like, a second mother. Yeah. I literally feel like you're my little child sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I used to take her when I, as soon as I could start driving, I would take her to, like, her sports things. When she, like, hurt her ankle, I was the one taking her to all her hospital appointments. Yes, I So remember. I do feel like I was, like, a little bit of a mother in no, some ways. No, you totally ways. were. You totally were. It's just so weird now because you're, like, you look the same as me age-wise yeah no it's weird it's weird it's weird (laughs) (laughs) okay but I want to get into today some of your life experience because I feel like you're 22 yeah but like you've been through so much that even though you have like the little immature moments (laughs) who doesn't want to be like that though (laughs) stay young forever am I right yeah but you're actually just like You've gotten to the point where you're quite mature in, like, the way that you carry yourself and the way that you view things because of everything that you've been through. Yeah. And I think that your story is so inspirational that it could just help so many people. Because literally, like, I look at you sometimes and I'm just, like, so proud of the Uh, human that you've become. Thank you. It's, like, the crazy... I'm, like, my little child has grown up. Like, she's not little anymore. It's, like, weird to think of you as an adult sometimes. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can... I mean, I'm the youngest, so I can't (laughs) imagine, but I... I could imagine, you know? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I want to I wanna dive right in and just basically start from Yeah, where do you want me bottom, to start? The bottom. Well, okay. Basically, mm-hmm. it all started yeah. when you dated that one human. Yes. Who shall not be named unless you shall want to name him. Named. No, shall not be named. Yeah, okay. Don't give him Doesn't the energy. Do- no, <laughs> don't give the energy. Don't give the space. Not needed. Exactly. Um, um, but yeah, basically, maybe just like walk us through where you were, mm-hmm. where you are now, and then like how you were able to get there. Like, what did that journey look like? Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I think it's really important to talk about because I know it's just not a situation to my life. Like so many people have gone through this. Um, but yeah, I was 18 in I think my first real real relationship oh oh my god I was in love head over heels (laughs) and I just got hit with the reality of life um, at a really young age it turned into a situation that was really toxic and really abusive and I was not ready for it physically and mentally yes Uh, physically and mentally and everyone who knows me knows that like I wear my heart on my sleeve like I'm just just very, very open and I have really big emotions and I love really hard. And so being that young and having that be my first real relationship, it was really hard to navigate that. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you, like I was in a really dark place and I know that you (laughs) saw that from an outside perspective. I'm like giving her a look right now because she (laughs) disowned me. (laughs) I mean, yeah, like in these situations, A lot of the time, the abuser tries to, you know, manipulate the situation and take you away from the people closest to you. And that's definitely what was happening to me. But I Mm -hmm. didn't see it. 
Like, I, oh, I for real almost cut off all of you guys. Yeah. Which you probably, <laughs> both ways probably, like, it was just bad. There was, like, we were obviously knew what was going on and we were trying to help her. And you know when someone tries, like, someone tries to help and the person just pushes away and is like, no, I'm cutting you off from everything. Like, I'm not going to tell you anything anymore. It was like, it was almost like a that situation mm-hmm. where Caroline basically, like, refused to stop, like, refused to talk to me and my older sister but we were trying to get her out of like the physically abusive relationship and you yeah. just were not having it. You were not ready. No, no. I and, and that's the thing is like when you when I talk about this and you look back, like so many people could say, well, why did you stay or why did you stay for that long? Or why did you put yourself through that? Or why didn't you listen to the outside, you know, perspectives? But being in that situation, especially at such a young age, is so different. It's so different actually experiencing it. You don't even know half the like even sitting here right now, there are gaps in my memory that I physically don't remember. Like your brain is going through it and you're not processing, processing things properly because you're going through trauma yeah. in that moment. It's like you've mentally blocked it out. Oh no. Like there are things I physically do not remember. Like times, like I'll remember something that happened in my brain and to think about what happened prior or afterwards, like what was the aftermath of that situation or what caused that situation? I can't remember. I just know the, the physical act. A lot of the times when I do, like, when I'm doing breath work, too, it's really scary for me and really hard because in a specific type of breath work, that's not, like, super calming, but it's, like, breathing a bit faster, like, in and out, in and out, or, like, something like that. There's this one memory that comes to surface every single time, and it's, like, the most, oh, yeah, it's, like, the most insane experience. So there's a lot about my trauma that I don't even know to this day how to process, and that's what's hard about it because people go, go through these experiences, they feel alone, they can't speak up because even a lot of people in the, like my town mm-hmm. still to this day don't believe the situation happened. Yeah. You know? And... Because a lot of people were friends with him, weren't they? Yeah. So it's like they don't want to believe that their friend would do that. Exactly. And then it's... Yeah. And then you don't get the help that you're that you should be getting. People in these situations should be getting. I definitely like... I didn't, I did it all on my own afterwards. I, mm-hmm. I didn't have any help from any professional help or any, any things like this. And I'm still, even though like I'm past it, like I still experience so many PTSD symptoms and things from the trauma that I'm dealing with now. Yeah. It's that, it, I find it really interesting. I didn't know that, that every time mm-hmm. you do breath work, the same memory comes. Oh yeah. yeah. Girl, you got to like r- process through it and release it. And when I'm in such certain situations too, like. I have physical reactions. Like one of them is my stomach. Like it literally, the anxiety I get is I feel like all pulled there and it's really, really hard to manage. I wake up with lockjaw in the morning. I have PTSD, PTSD dreams, like so many of these things that like I'm trying to deal with on my own especially now running a business like mm. that sh- that impacts everything. I would love to take you through a coaching session. <laughs> I feel like you will never let me because I'm your sister, but I feel like I could help. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot there that needs to just be unrepressed. There and, definitely like, let is. Go of. There definitely is. But yeah, I was in a really really low place as Alexis knows and it took me a really hard time to- it took me a really long time to get out of it. I um they basically, her and her best friend, who's now my best friend, forced me to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out Lauren. Shout out Lauren. Um, working at a clothing store. 
saved up all my money, moved to Australia, best decision I ever made, and I thought I was in the clear. I was like... Well, because also prior to this, when she was in that relationship, she was in school, but like, and and graduated, but like barely. Oh, yeah. Because she was... Yeah, she was skipping all her classes, spending all her time with this human, Mm -hmm. and was just like... Like, I honestly was concerned for her life. I was like, what is her life going to turn into? (laughs) Like, I was actually scared. I was like, how is this... Like, how is this my sister? Like, how is this... Like, we're raised in like a nice town. Like, never like really wanted for anything like how is this what her life is becoming wow i didn't know that either that's why i know i was terrified i mean i was terrified i didn't think i would make it to 19 i really thought i was not going to be here on this earth like i really didn't think i'd make it because of him because of just everything yeah because Mm. of the trauma because it yeah yeah because of everything and when i moved to australia i was like i am in the clear i'm out of the town I, I don't have to stay in my house hiding, scared to go to the grocery store because I'm scared I'm going to run into him. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm in the clear. And it was an amazing couple months. And then it was COVID. Yeah. That and I had that. to come home. And that was the scariest experience in my whole entire life. Because he lives about five minutes away. Yeah. this <laughs> Like, we're in a suburb of Toronto. And, mm-hmm. like, they get very small very quickly. Yeah. So when I moved back, it was like I was right back into it, right back into the situation. I didn't know what I was doing with my life. I was doing music a little bit, um, getting back into singing and songwriting, but I didn't really have a clear path for my future. Mm -hmm. And I was very stuck and very lost. You did put a lot of energy into your music. And I feel like in some of the early songs, like Or Would I, Mm -hmm. just for example, you can literally feel feel the pain as you're singing like when you listen to that song you feel it so intensely all the emotion so I feel like that was almost like a coping mechanism for you in oh, a way 100%. yeah music was really really big for me with that um yeah and I was I was lost once again and then I got a part-time job at LCBO which is a liquor store mm-hmm. in Canada <laughs> and I was just kind of like waiting not even wait like waiting for life to happen like I wasn't really taking initiative and progressing my life because I didn't know I didn't have a path I did not have a clear path in front of me you know everyone would ask am I going back to school what are you doing now and I kind of had to awkwardly say like (laughs) nothing (laughs) working at a part-time job like just have no idea what I was gonna do yeah because for for reference her schooling was like a two-year music um mm-hmm. what's the word when you make songs what were you doing Songwriting and it, it wasn't like a degree or a diploma it was like oh it was it was, it was a the, certificate yeah it was a certificate yeah. so if she wanted to go and get like a typical corporate job she still needed to go to school and get a degree yeah so that's why there was kind of like the little Ooh, what do i do now because yeah, you're not a school person no i'm not a school person um i'm very creative and hands-on and i feel like that experience is not big in in school and university especially the ones around here and I felt super behind because all my friends were at school getting degrees living in res having all these experiences and like I was just trying to get past each day Mm -hmm. you know and then yeah and then everything changed within literally a couple days which is because of you. <laughs> me again, forcing you to do something that you didn't <laughs> yeah, want to do. Exactly. It's so funny. I forced her, me and my friend forced her to get the job working with my friend. 
at a store and I dropped you off on your first day of work. It was so cute. <laughs> and then, yeah, she just was not happy, I guess, that the LCBO like wanted to do something more. Oh, yeah. And, I was dreaming of a different life. And I saw there's a girl that I had like grown up with. Like we weren't friends. She was a year older than me. But, you know, again, small town. Um, they posted her and her sister posted on Instagram looking for like a social media person. And I sent it to my sister. I sent it to Caroline. And I was like, yo, like, you could do this. Like, you should apply. It's in Oakville. It's work from home most of the days. Like, you know, like, yeah. you grew up literally on social media. Like, this girl's a Gen Z. That's how young she is. And Oh, my God. <laughs> Relax. You know, like, it's just, it's second nature. Just do it. Yeah. And you fought me on it for, like, a solid two weeks. Oh, I was like, well, because immediately imposter syndrome comes. And you're like, why me? Like, why would I get this job? There's no way I would get it. Mm -hmm. I would love to do it. I was, you know, doing YouTube videos and editing and I love creating and social media and all that stuff. And I knew I, well, I could probably kill it. But in my head, I was like, there's no way. Like, there's absolutely no way. Like, why would they choose me? Why would they hire me? I have no experience. Those were the things running through my head. And you were just like, do it. (laughs) Have you emailed them yet? Have you emailed them? Have you emailed them? From across the pond, I'm, yeah. like, harassing her almost every day. Did you talk to them? Have you emailed them? Did you send your resume? <laughs> I know. And then I just got to a point where I was, like, so miserable in my life. And really, the only thing that's going to change that is yourself. Like, I just had to, I had to stop blaming all my circumstances. I had to stop blaming my trauma. I had to stop blaming my past. I had to stop blaming, you know, my lack of experience. I had to stop blaming the fact that I felt like I missed out on those core years of my life. I had to stop blaming everything and really look in the mirror and be like, this, the only way your life is going to change is if you do something. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I am going to give it all my, give it all I got. I'm going to go to the interview and I'm just going to like sell myself as hard as I can. And I did. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, I will work so hard. I will learn every day. Like I was like selling, <laughs> selling, selling, selling myself. And boom. Boom. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool, too, because there was, like, a a little synchronicity there with their mom. Oh, yeah. It, it was, like, everything aligned the way it should. But I feel like alignment also comes into, like, you have to take those actionable steps. So mm-hmm. I could have – Alexis could have been telling me to do it and do it and do it. And if I didn't do it, I would not be here today having my own business, being financially free – like working with amazing female six-figure, seven-figure entrepreneurs if I didn't take that actionable step. Because I took that actionable step, everything started to align. So the mom of the sisters who uh, posted the job and who I got the job with, she actually was my childhood best friend. She worked at my elementary school um, and she literally, like, I would hang out with her every recess, every, every <laughs> recess, literally, she was my best friend. Um, cause there was a period where I didn't, I, I don't think I had many at, this at was one French point. immersion, wasn't it? No, this you... was Holy Family. Oh, this, oh, I didn't know yeah. that. I thought it was St. Marguerite. No, this was Holy Family. And she was a pivotal human in my life from a young age. And I remember her to this day. And now I work with her. Like years, years later, now I work with her every single day and she's become a part of my life again. And it's just a wild, it's, it's a crazy so cool. experience. Yeah. It's so cool how the universe works. It is. It really is. Full circle moment for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is it now that you're doing with Kate and like with your business? Like tell people kind of what it actually is that you do 
Yeah, so I work with six-figure, seven-figure businesses, service providers, um, managing and marketing their content with content strategy, marketing strategy, and everything in between. Yeah, and I basically help them convert content and Mm -hmm. get sales and create brand identity and all of that stuff. And she's so good at her job. Literally, (laughs) like this week alone, she's had to turn down seven people. Was it seven? Or was it five? In the past couple weeks, it's been like five, seven. Yeah, Yeah, that want to work with her. And because she is a one-woman show, she literally doesn't have the bandwidth to take on any more clients. Like that's the point. When you can get to the point in business where you're so successful, so many people want you that you're turning people away. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Well, you know what? It, it's been, like, a really – it's been, a like, a crazy experience getting to this point from when I first got that job mm-hmm. to now. Like, there was still – there were so many points from then till now where I almost gave up. I wanted to give up. There were tears. There was imposter syndrome fully. Like, this – getting to this point now where I have my own business and I'm working with these people, like, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. It was really hard. And still, like, there, there, there's moments where, you know, you really have to push and push and push and push past these places where you don't feel like you're enough. It, it's always going to feel that way sometimes. You'll have moments. But um, I'm really glad that I believed in myself and I kept pushing even when I did want to quit and give up and not continue. So then how did you do it? Like, how did you push through? I just got comfortable with being uncomfortable. Like there were so many times where I was scared shitless. Like I would get a new client and I'd be like, I cannot do this. Like every single, every single day, like I was doing something new, writing captions, filming content, like handling Instagram accounts, like doing all these things that like I wasn't prepared for, but I, I did it scared. And that's what you have to do. You have to do it scared because you're not, not going to be scared. It's scary doing something new for the first time. You just have to be comfortable being uncomfortable and doing it anyway because what's the alternative the alternative is going back to the life that I was miserable in and like I don't want to do that you know yeah no one likes being at rock bottom for sure so and I I also found yeah I also found like um passion in doing like being uncomfortable like now I like crave that I'm like okay like what's next like what can I do next What's the big thing? What's going to scare me? Well, you did just do something really freaking cool. What? You hosted your own live workshop. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. No. So I did a, yeah, I did a training in another person's program and it was super, super, super fun. It was nerve wracking, but yeah, no, I just embraced the experience. You were and, a guest speaker yeah. and you dropped your knowledge. Dropped my knowledge. And you were really listening. Cute. You almost cried. Yeah, guys. When I... <laughs> There was there was a moment because I like, I'm working from home obviously while I'm in Toronto so I was at home while this was happening, and there was like one of the girls was like I don't have a question but I just want to say like how informative this has been and how much it's helped me and like she was like gushing about how great it was and I literally my eyes were watering because <laughs> I was just so proud of her I was like oh my oh, god thanks. I can't believe this yeah yeah it was a really great experience constant level ups oh always you have to yeah you have to or else that's the only way to grow. So Mm -hmm. for those people who are listening and are kind of in a similar relationship situation to what you were in, what was the thing that finally pushed you to be like, okay, this is enough. I need to leave. Like, how did you get yourself to that place? And how, like, what tips do you have to help other people who can break free of that and finally choose themselves? 
it's it's a very complex situation and even when I decided to end things and take all the necessary steps of you know changing my number and doing all these things there was still a lot of back and forth but I think I just got to a point where it was either you know continue in this situation and end up dead literally literally dead or choose myself and I and and I was faced with that I was faced with that reality when things got so low and when he took things way too far it was that it was either okay end up dead or choose myself and I just had to choose myself but I urge people you know and I know it's a really hard situation but don't let it get that far don't let it get that far as soon as you see you know a red flag anything get yourself out of that situation because it it truly is not worth it and we all deserve you know the love and respect the top tier love and respect out there that's cute thanks (laughs) (laughs) how has it shaped you and how has like going through that kind of experience changed you for Mm. the better or for the worse whatever your opinions are (laughs) no well I I think for like a really really long time I would go to bed every night and just pray that this wasn't my reality like it did not happen like I would just pray and pray and pray like why did this have to happen like I wish I could just wake up and this would all be a dream but now I realize that everything truly does happen for a reason It made me grow up really, really fast, really fast. And because I went through this experience at such a young age and so many, so many other, you know, life altering things, I know what I want and I don't what I don't want. And I don't waste my time and I choose me every single day. And it's really, it's, it's made me stronger. It's made me more decisive. It's made me curate the people around me to be, you know, good people, like warm people. And yeah, I mean, it's still, I still experience thing like the negative aspects. Well, I I don't even want to call them negative aspects, but, you know, painful aspects to this day, like it affects my relationships with people and it affects how how I respond to things and it affects how easily I trust and how easily I let people in. Like, I mean, you know me and how like weird and random I am and whatever but like it's hard sometimes to let that out to people that I meet I have a really 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 big wall up a lot of the time so I mean I'm still working through it but I I definitely think that even though I guess you can say negative but not even negative like harder aspects of it the growth moments the the positives outweigh that so much so much And you touched on how you've had to choose yourself more than once on this journey and that Mm -hmm. you are like actively working to curate the people around you. So how like because I feel like a lot of people go through this where they reach a different stage in their life Mm -hmm. and they start choosing themselves more and putting up their boundaries or just, you know, saying no to things that don't serve them. And it creates a lot of like anger or judgment from their friends and like I've been through this where I've lost friends over it and I think you've had similar situations like how how has that been for you and kind of how have you moved through that because I think that's something a lot of people are experiencing right now especially with like the global upgrade from 3d to 5d there's a lot of people Mm -hmm. slowly like waking up yeah I mean I I don't think it's easy and it never will be easy especially when you're 
changing and evolving. It's a beautiful thing, but it's also scary and it's also hard because you're leaving parts of yourself and parts of your past behind in a way. But, you know, I just think that we have to recognize that that is life. It's not always happy all the time. It's not always positive emotions. And sadness and these types of things, it's hard, but they're beautiful emotions as well. And we always just have to think about it in a positive way. Like maybe I'm leaving a friendship behind, but I'm going to be okay because it wasn't serving me in the way it should. And so it's always just switching that flip of like, okay, I'm experiencing the pain. I'm acknowledging it. I'm experiencing this sadness. But now let's look to where the next journey and the next path is going to take me that thing that you're leaving behind is going to be replaced with something else and a beautiful thing. So yeah, I just think it's all about the mindset and recognizing that it's it's all a part of life and it's all beautiful and everything that is meant for you will be for you. To be honest, I think working with Kate also has like helped you in that way. Mm-hmm. Like just put yourself first and kind of like realize that the people around you or the people that you need to surround yourself with are people that are like-minded. Yes. And it just kind of reinforces... Like the decision of not feeling so guilty when you say no to things that you don't actually want to do. Like it yeah. it creates like a better environment in the long run. But one thing I want to ask, because yes. I actually don't even think that I know this. Okay. When, like, I feel like you, me, and Erica have all been on this like spiritual journey, like kind of at similar times. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you get into it? Because I know we're like very on the same wavelength with a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like I don't know how it developed for you. Like you guys know how it developed for me. Yeah. Well, no, I I think I've always been very spiritual in the sense of like, I, I've known that there's something greater in the world for a really long time, ever since I was little, like, you know, like seeing spirits and interacting with spirits and having that, like, you know, like them visiting me in my dreams and like all these things, like I've had really wild experiences. (laughs) So I always felt connected to the other side. I always did. And when you should have died and you didn't in that chair... Oh, I've, I've, I've almost died like 10 times in my life. I'm not joking. It was so crazy. We were sitting at the kitchen table one time and Caroline was like, what, two? Mm -hmm. And she was sitting in her little high chair, like rocking back and forth. So the legs in the front and back were like literally lifting from the ground. And she just had a little bit too much momentum and tipped backwards. And it was me, my other sister that's in between me and Caroline and my mom. And Caroline's literally falling backwards. And it it was like we were watching it in slow motion. Like someone was holding it. Yeah. And yeah. she literally tapped the ground and then just started laughing. And my mom looked at me and she was like, what was that? Like, we were all <laughs> so shook. We were like, what in the heck and Bob just happened? Yeah. Yeah. It was like a scene out of a freaking movie. It was wild. And then I almost, we were at the cottage, I almost got hit by that car, and there was a pool in the middle, it was a court, there's a pool in the middle, oh, everyone yeah. was there, I, w- I remember crossing the street and seeing a car coming at me so fast, and I froze, and I remember this, and I remember this man, guys, I, he must have been a guardian angel, I'm not joking, like, this man came out of nowhere, and just, like, put his hand out, and the car just stopped, like, it was, I, I don't know, it was the weirdest thing of life saved my life this man and then I, then we just never saw him again like he was must have been there's something there's a reason that you're i almost here. drowned diana saved me in the oh, yeah. pool oh, yeah. i almost i was choking outside i put my head my big head oh, my through <laughs> the hole of this like toy playhouse and i was in like dangling there strangling my mom saw me in the backyard i almost drowned i almost drowned again 
at Kill Bear with my friends and this man had to jump in and save me this random man jumped off the cliff to save me and bring me to the side of the rocks oh (laughs) this is not a school trip wasn't it no like i've literally almost died a million times it's insane um where were we going with this i was asking where like how you got back into spirituality and touching on that through this journey of yours where that kind of crept in i think i've just always been i've just always been really interested in this stuff and then um yeah, like, as like when, once you once you start down the rabbit hole, you just you can't go back. Like, yeah, Abraham Hicks probably every oh, day, the best. You know, like, just just like all of these like minded people, and then you just go down this rabbit hole, and it's once you've crossed the veil, once you've crossed the veil, you just can't go back. Once you see, yeah, you can't go back. You can't. You go really back. can't. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't really know when it started, but. I just know that it's something that I'm super, super passionate about, veganism, spiritualness, manifestation, the other side. I need to get my, I need to get my powers back. My powers. (laughs) (laughs) I need to get my powers back. I need to get my powers back. I need to like, I need to open my third eye. I feel like it's just so blocked, like my pineal gland Mm -hmm. from all the, like the calcium and all the fluoride and everything else. Oh my God. Probably a hundred percent. Yeah. 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 I felt, I think, I don't know if I've already talked about this on an episode, but a few weeks ago, she was probably like two months ago now, I had that Reiki massage, like the the massage with the crystal Reiki healing. And I literally, you guys, the power coming from my third eye gravitating to that crystal on my forehead was unreal. Mm, That's wild. insane. I know. I had Reiki done and I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. From here? No, when I was in San Diego. Of course. Yeah, it was, it was actually really amazing. And that night I had like such a wild dream and like all these emotions coming up. It was, it was actually a wild experience. Carolyn and I have like a, a plan to move to San Diego at some point (laughs) in our lives (laughs) and just be by the sea with the mountains, spiritual community, vibing it out. Everything. It'd be so nice. Yeah. Or like Costa Rica or like Mexico or somewhere. Yeah. Not Bali. Why not Bali? Oh, <laughs> Never you literally, again. You literally... I got Bali Belly and I twisted my knee and just like it... she's scared of lizards. Oh <laughs> the lizards, the lizards. Like I love animals. I don't eat them, but the lizards. We had to push our bed in the middle of the room in Bali. We were staying at this Airbnb. Yeah, so dramatic. Lizards. Oh no! What no, do you expect no, from no. indoor outdoor living in like a literal rainforest? <laughs> like what? Like what were you thinking was going to happen? <laughs> just no like i i loved it but also like having a lizard at behind your bed like looking at you while you sleep is just kind of terrifying <laughs> no i'm into the lizards i like them whenever i saw them in mexico i like went up and tried to touch them maybe you're a lizard person you don't know <laughs> <gasps> well you know what rainbow said about my eyes that you're a lizard no no oh. guys so if you guys have been listening to my podcast religiously like a like a nice human um my my episode with rainbow that girl my lovely lovely friend rainbow we were having dinner one night and she was looking at me and like bone sober by the way like no psychedelics were involved in this and she was just like the pupils of your eyes are like an octagon or like a hexagon and I was like what and she was like yeah like and she was literally looking at me and my eyes had like shape shifted into this weird ass shape like the the black part of my eye and she was like, it was like that for like 15, a good 15 minutes. Like every few minutes, I'd be like, are they still like that? And she'd be like, yeah. 
Like it was That's just the crazy. craziest thing. So I like, I feel like Loki. I already know I'm a star seed, and like ayahuasca confirmed that for me. But I'm wondering like what, like if that was just like a a mini reveal somehow that I facilitated maybe. that I just don't know how to do it again. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she was just like super receptive to the energy and like could see through. I I don't know. That's wild. Yeah, that's it was wild. really cool. I would love to like see, know if that's happened again to her, like with anyone else. Yeah. And also like what creatures have like a hexagon. I need pupil. to do ayahuasca. I need to do ayahuasca. You should. I think it would be life changing for you. Oh, 100%. I know it was it. the best thing I've ever done. Wow. The best. I'm like kind of, I'm kind of second guessing the fact that I'm going back again because I just remember the moment of my purge and I was like, why did I put myself through that? <laughs> but <laughs> it'll be good. Oh it'll my be God. worth it. Sounds incredible. Yeah, it was so lovely. Do you have any like tips or advice or mm-hmm. like anything for the people listening? Whether it's like getting, I know we were talking about getting yourself out of that situation. Yeah. But like about like putting yourself out of your comfort zone, like going for your dreams, taking a, like yeah. literally, oh, I just hit the mic. Literally anything. <laughs> I talk with my hands too much. Sorry, guys. I think for me, the biggest thing was accepting who I am. Ooh. And that was. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that was really big for me because that was also accepting what had happened to me mm. and what I went through. Accepting all the bad, all the good, all the craziness. You know, like I'm a very, and I'm still trying. I'm still trying to accept myself, but. That is the biggest thing. The more you accept yourself and the more you are you and really embrace your differences. And, you know, I got to embrace that I'm wild. I have to embrace that I'm weird. I remind myself every day. I have to embrace that I have big emotions. I have to embrace all these things about me because that is how you are going to align with your life that you're supposed to be living with your dream, with your, you know, aligned humans that are supposed to come into your life, everything, everything. And when you shift away from that and put up walls, which we all do, mm-hmm. which I do, and I'm still really trying to break down these walls. I got so many. So I know. But when you <laughs> but well, when you look back and you're like, I had walls up and you know, it wasn't being me and like all these stuff, it shifts it shifts things and things fall out of alignment, and, you know? Mm-hmm. So accept yourself, really embrace yourself, and don't quiet yourself down. Be big. Yeah. Be big. And I will say, if if you have the walls and you're working on bringing them down, you most likely will get hurt, but you just need oh, to yeah. embrace no, that no, because every time you get hurt, you, ha- you grow from it. Like, I was just the most vulnerable I've ever been in my entire life. Um, with the last human that I was with and literally like (laughs) (laughs) it obviously didn't work out him and I are like very separated but in our ways but the amount of pain I felt from it has given me the equal amount of growth which is like just the most I'm so grateful for it because it's been like the hardest year of my life but also I feel like I've transformed in who I am so much I definitely feel that and it's like I feel like the trade-off is worth it to be vulnerable and just like let yourself be and actually trust that you can take down the walls. Oh, it's always it's always worth it. It's always worth it. Also, I just want to say I love that you're wild and crazy because I feel like Thanks. as I become an adult and like I'm in the corporate world and all that other BS, yeah. it's like pushed inside of me. And then whenever we're together, I feel that side coming <laughs> back out and I like feel so because I feel like that's that's who I am on the inside. Like yeah, as a yeah. kid, I was always 
mom was always being like, you're so rambunctious, slow down, you're going too fast, like calm. Like I was always a loud one mm-hmm. in class. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like that wildness is in me. And I feel like as I've grown up, I've been taught to tame it. And like, especially working in the corporate world. Yeah. And I feel like whenever I'm back around you, it's like that side <laughs> slowly creeps back out. And like, we do like, just like funny, like our dancing at the wedding the other night. Like, oh my God, you know we what were, I mean? Like, we're just so we fun. We busting moves on the dance floor, honey. And I just love that. So I love yeah. that. That's something that you've come to like accept and embrace because it really inspires me to embrace that side of myself too. Yeah, that's really nice to hear. But I also want to be transparent and say there are times where where it gets to me and like I'm in certain situations and I'm meeting new people and it sort of hides a little bit Mm. and I'm this different version of myself and then I and then I wake up one day I'm like ew why was I (laughs) why was I this like why was I this like watered down version of myself but it it's because it's practice Mm. it's practice you're not just gonna wake up one day and be like I don't give a fuck I'm gonna be me 100% of the time and embrace and be this crazy person like it is practice, but I feel like even just like this past year and like the things, you know, that I've gone through and experiences that I've had, you, you just have to keep practicing and keep practicing and keep practicing and it'll come easier and easier. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Very true. Very, very true. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I feel, like, I feel like this episode has been very chaotic, but that's also a very good representation of me. I don't think it was that chaotic. You don't? No. Okay, good. Like, I don't think we jumped around from topics. Okay, good. I don't know. (laughs) I feel like we just, like, talked about everything from, like, trigger warning, domestic abuse to, like, aliens and star seeds and lizard people. (laughs) It's like, yeah. That's fine. That's us. I love it. Okay. So can I ask my closing question? Oh, yeah. Ask away. I mean, ask away. (laughs) Not go away. Ask away, sister. Do you know what it is? Did you listen to my podcast enough to know what this question is going to be? No. Savage. I listened to the first episode. No, no, no. I asked it in the first episode. I know. This is rude. Rude. I forgot. What would you call this chapter of your life? This. Okay. This chapter of my life, I think, is is called like okay, I don't want to say me, but like the era of me, like choosing me, like really, really working on myself and doing my thing, you know? Okay, so summing it up in words and not a sentence. <laughs> Choosing me, is that what you've decided on? I think I think it would be the era of Caroline. The era of Caroline Samantha Rose. Not care. Are I mean, you like are you shedding that identity? No, I'm not shedding that identity. Because <laughs> care is me, like care is me. But like yeah, I, I, I think I've let so many people, like especially my ex and ex friends, I let so many people run my life even when they were out of my life Mm. you know I feel that like they were still controlling every single action I made even though they weren't in it I feel that for you no I'm choosing it's me I'm choosing me the era of Caroline Samantha Rose yeah it feels good love it I actually see you in like embodying this thanks like it makes a lot of sense (laughs) It it aligns okay do you want to tell everyone where they can find you Yes, so you can find me on Instagram at Caroline Samantha Rose. You can also find me, K 
Care Music, C-A-A-R-E, on Spotify, Apple Music, all the streaming services. New music coming out very soon, actually. Which she still has not let me listen to. I'm slightly offended. Oh, I'll let you listen after this. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, no, you can listen. Honestly, the most raw, honest, real music I've written in a really long time, and I'm really, really, really excited for it. And yeah, yeah, that's TikTok, Caroline Smith Rose as well. Boop. I also just want to say that if you guys do check out her music, you should definitely listen to Or Would I. That's <laughs> your fave. It's just everyone I've like shown your music to, they all love that song. I think because it's literally like so, like you can feel the emotion through it. Wait till you hear my new stuff. You're gonna freak your shit. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. I hope that this was a helpful podcast episode for all of you and that you really got something out of it. I feel like we weren't really surface level. Like, we could have probably gone a lot deeper. Probably, but this is an introduction. Exactly. I'll be back. Exactly. So. I'll be back. Stay tuned because we will just, you know, dig a little deeper into those topics at at a future date. But anyways, I hope you guys have a wonderful day coming from two people just like you. 